there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. Uh, we did the preview yesterday uh, on on Friday for the FA Cup, and the game has happened now. Uh, we won three one. We're through to the fifth round. Uh, we are joined by Chloe again, who is a Brighton fan. So we we promised off air that we won't be too horrible. Uh, but you know, Tottenham fans this season don't usually get too much to be excited about. But uh, yeah, Chloe, Vez, uh, uh, and Ian, fantastic panel. Uh, we've got Fox's focus in the chat. How you doing, buddy? Uh, everyone in the chat, thank you so much for watching and, and getting involved. Uh, please hit the like and please hit the subscribe. Uh, and a couple of channels to promote as well. So start with Chloe. Uh, what your channel, Albion Obsessed? Yeah, uh, where I'm can on people there, find um, that? Regularly, we've just done a, a review of the FA Cup. Actually, that should be up shortly. Um, Excellent. Yeah. yeah, the the link. Uh, the link for it is in uh, the description. And Rez, uh, Shelf Side Spurs, uh, where can people find that? Yeah, so uh, you can find us on Thursdays, usually. Uh, between We kick off between 7 and 7.30 um, and just go on until the madness dis uh, dissipates. Um, it's quite anarchic, as you know, Chris. You've been on, uh, you've uh, watched it a number <laughs> of times, I know. And Ian, um, anarchic, eclectic, all over the place. We had a really special episode. Uh, last Thursday, which was still in um, encouraging people to go and watch, where we had Mickey Hazard on, uh, telling some wonderful, wonderful stories about Spurs. It was an absolute joy to have him. We thought that he'd be on for maybe an hour, but he spent two and a half hours with us telling us some really great stories. Uh, and it's a great watch. So please do go and, and, and have a revisit. And also, while you're there, just hit the like and subscribe for us. <laughs> and that'd be great. Yeah, hit the like, hit the subscribe here, go into the description, go to Albion Obsessed and Shelfside Spurs and do the same. Last but no means least, Ian, how you doing, buddy? No no channel for you to talk about, but you're no. all the Spurs. No, hi, Khaled, I see you in the chat there, my friend. Uh, good yeah. evening to you. Uh, no, I uh, pardon my language, Chloe. I uh, I quite like being the, the media whore. Anybody that wants me, I'm available. <laughs> so, yeah, any channel. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't know if this will help you, Chloe, or not. But Fox's focus yeah, says at least your side didn't get battered by a championship rival club. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I saw the first half of that, uh, uh, uh but uh, yeah, it was not good. Uh, uh, it'd be interesting what you think. Do you think Roger's uh, job is under threat because he's he's not doing anywhere near as as, as well as they were uh, last season? But um, yeah, so we'll start off. Uh, We'll get on to our game. That's why we're all here. There's uh, Kane and Son contribute. Kane gets two goals. The first one superb after a mistake. Second one, the, the, the poacher's instinct, all caused by Son getting the ball and putting the arm mm. burners on. Uh, uh, but uh, apart from the goal that we conceded, a, a fairly good day at the office. Uh, it, we'll get to Romero a bit later on and the new boys coming on. But yeah, Kane and Son, if we're to achieve anything this season going forward, if they stay crucial those two no absolutely yeah um i th you know kane seems to be getting back to you know what he was last season which was just on fire um the there's i think just a little bit of sharpness still missing just a little bit uh but he's he looked aggressive he looked involved he was everywhere um on saturday and it was a joy to see him back there. Uh, Sonny, obviously, has only just come back. Um, he's missing a bit of sharpness as well, I think, because of that sort of relatively um, protracted layoff. Um, you know, that that sort of 
that that shot he had at goal uh, when he was through, and it, it, you know yeah. it was a bit tame. tame like, yeah, we thought you know usually he he put that away, and his conversion, his goal conversion is actually really high. So you'd have expected him to put that away, but it was just sort of like a side foot straight at the keeper. So I think given a bit more um, match sharpness, he'll be back to his best as well. Uh, yeah, it was. To be honest, there wasn't a bad performance from any Spurs player uh, on Saturday, in my view. No one played badly, um, and so yeah, I'm 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 I liked what I saw. I have to say, yeah. Uh, Fox's focus uh, in regards to the previous question uh, regarding Leicester. I think a few rogue players have been getting away with Rodgers protecting them in other mm -hmm. cases. And now he's had enough. Expect a few outs in the summer mm -hmm. if he stays. I mean, it'd be great to have you on Fox's focus and talk about Leicester because, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're a strange team this season. But, um, Chloe, in terms of Kane, you said on Friday he'll score against you. And uh, so it proved, I mean, he was helped out a little bit. The first goal was a superb finish, but it was helped out. And and second one was kind of unlucky if, on your respect. It's kind of uh, hit your defender's foot about three times and rolled to him. And then he, he's shown his desire to get there. But, um, I mean, what did you think of the game first off? Um, Honestly, we were poor just, just from the start, really. Um, I think we had a spell right at the start where we looked all right, but... Um... We, we, we were just poor that there's not really other than Basuma who was the best of a bad bunch um I, I just yeah we weren't really good enough at all we defensively we were just a mess um I think we really gifted you at least two of those goals and I think the second one was a bit of a, a sort of a fluky deflection um <coughs> took it past our keeper um but yeah, it, it was it was probably the worst I've seen us play this season. Um, so hopefully it's just a, a one-off and we can. Um, yeah, can't think of the word. Bounce um, back. Come back against. Yeah, mm. bounce back. That's the word. Yeah, we can bounce <laughs> back in our next game. Um, because because we weren't very good at all, to be honest. There's not really yeah. other than Basuma. There's not a player where you think she he was all right. It was just not very good really not good enough the the brighton we saw the brighton we saw at the beginning of the second half for that sort of 15 minute spell at the beginning of the second half that's the brighton that can cause teams problems and that brighton was missing in the first half mm. i'd never seen brighton play that poorly under potter in no. ever i don't think i don't watch them regularly but it was really poor. I was surprised. I mean, there was misplaced passes, you know, just so much nervousness, which was really surprising. It might have something to do with the fact that you've not beaten us at home or got a result for, against us at our place for donkey's years. Um, that might explain it, but it was just an awful Brighton performance in that first half. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get... We'll... So I'm just going to go through to a few comments, Ian. Uh, yeah, that's okay. Focus, come in. Yeah, he's at focus, uh, uh, Fox's focus saying he thinks Spurs have got the right manager to get the best out of our squad. Seems a really good fit at Spurs. I certainly hope so. Mr. K in the no, chat, legend that he is. Just... How you doing, Mr. K? When I saw Harry Potter's overgrown beard, I knew Brighton would lose focus. I think that's Can I just come in on, yeah. <laughs> um, on Leicester very quickly? Um, I don't know. I think this is going to be an unpopular opinion. But if I'm being honest, I think Rodgers will be gone early next season. Hmm. Because this oh. is what happens with Rogers. 
Well, you, you, you've turned the words out of my mouth, oh, Yeah, yeah no, 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 no. Um, if you notice his performances at, uh, at Liverpool, um, Chloe, you won't know, but I live in Scotland and I, for my sins, I watch Celtic up here. It was the same at Celtic. Um, um, probably not as bad at Celtic. We're getting the same with Leicester. Three seasons and it just seems to fall away. And I don't know what it is whether his training gets boring or, I mean, maybe a Foxy supporter can tell us, but it just seems to be, it, it falls away for him and he needs to be moving on because whatever his methods are, they don't seem to work three or four years into his uh, no. into his tenure. And it's a pity because they do play some lovely football. Mm. As to Brighton, I mean, I agree with Chloe that... Uh, you know, Brighton were poor. Um, I'm a big Potter man uh, in the summer. Um, I would personally have put Potter on my shoulders and and carried him up the uh, the M23 if I'd have had to to, to bring him to bring him Definitely. to the club. Because yeah. I think in in football terms, a bit like Klopp, he, he's a real intellectual, a real thinker. Um, but I thought. You know, particularly as it seemed, our attacks all seemed to be the same. Suck them in, ball to Winks, driving forward. And it didn't mm. seem that, maybe in the second half, but it didn't make any tactical adjustments to, mm. to counter that threat. Plus, I guess I'm from the school that most goals are preventable. Um, and the three goals that they, they gave away um, were, really, were really poor. The mistake, the ball to, to Kane giving him that time. And as soon as he hit it, it was only ever going one place. The deflection was just unlucky. Um, that can happen. But even the third goal was a comedy of errors. Once uh, Son lost control of it, the, I can't remember his name. Is it the number four? Webster. He had two or three touches. He was, sorry? Webster. Webster. Webster um, was seemed to be almost doing his best to put it into his into his own <laughs> net before Kane got the touch and claimed the goal. So again, from a from a Brighton point of view, it was a really poor goal to lose. Um, but hey, it, it happened. Um, we, we've seen enough. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean the amount, the, the way that you've played for season and a half, you, you're probably due an off day, which I I. I I'm, I'm, I'm sure it was that just an off day rather than beginning yeah. of the end of and, and, and but I yeah. mean but I mean Chloe what would you put it down to your bad start because I, I possibly think that we don't start that well generally and we started pretty well from from what I saw and yeah. compared to what we've seen I think maybe that surprised Brighton a little bit obviously set up tactics in a certain way to how Spurs normally play and we surprised them a little bit uh, March I think it was who who struggled with uh, Emerson certainly in that first half seemed yeah. a little bit out of sorts more pay who will come on to a bit later was isolated certainly in that first half so there was no real support for him uh second half I thought uh, Basuma especially drove you forward and then you looked dangerous ever uh, up until you scored uh well up until we we killed the game off with a third goal but I th I got the feeling that we were just sitting back letting you attack us and because as soon as you scored we then went on the attack again but um what what do you put your your poor certainly start and first half and then poor performance down to or do you think it's a combination of things I mean I I do think we set up wrong um Lallana and Gross in that midfield just doesn't work together I I don't know if it's where they're both quite slow players. Um, they, I think they're quite similar. And um, yeah, I, I don't think they work together. Um, either of them can play and can 
be good but um they just don't really complement each other also i found it quite um strange it was almost like we were playing a back five um and like cucarella was sort of pushed more into the middle so he couldn't go on the sorts of runs that he normally does um because march was sort of in his way almost um so yeah it, it it just didn't really work i think yeah we were set up wrong to be I honest think potter, um, i think potter was a targeting emerson royale mm-hmm. but march didn't march just no. couldn't but, sort of handle him at all um and it actually the that first first period of the second half was when he took lalana off mm. and brought Velman on that things started to click a little bit better I, w- I wonder though if potter was a little bit surprised by how we played um I because so. i was watching after about 20 minutes 25 minutes i'm thinking this is a real this is the first time i think we've seen the real conti um and the reason i say that is we, for the first time we had both um wing backs very very high up the pitch and that's not easy to counter and when you think that sanchez and davis are also more than capable of pushing in sanchez was a lot further forward than mm. i've and I've yeah, ever I seen that as well. And that was yeah. constantly putting pressure. The same with Davis, constantly putting pressure on uh, um, on, on, on Brighton's midfield because they were out, outnumbered quite often. I know yeah. they were the authors of their own misfortune for uh, for a bit, but I just felt tactically um, Conte really had it right, and Conte was getting the performance from various players that he's that he's that he's been coaching and drilling. Yeah, I mean, Again, Vez, do you think, obviously, we haven't had Sun for however long and he's lightning quick, runs about, chases everything down. And we know from watching football that if, if one person chases stuff down, it can become contagious and then the rest of the team do it. So do you mm-hmm. think that, 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 that uh, we obviously had Romero back and he's one who generally comes out and closes people down and, and, and rather than stands off and lets them turn. Do you, do you think that was a combination and that that was why we were so much on the front foot closing people down? Or do you just think Conte got tactics right, Potter got his tactics wrong, combination of both? Or, or I think, what do you I mean, think to be honest, Chris, I mean, I think every, every, um, ah, my fellow shelf sites. <laughs> um, I think, to be honest, every single football game is a combination of those factors. I think what we see and sustain, what we've seen sustained at Spurs up until now has been um, a group of players where there are negative influences causing mentality issues. Conte will solve that and part of doing that was in my view achieved when we shipped out and Dombele and Lacelso right Delhi as well I think <laughs> well that's the thing about Delhi I don't know if he was necessarily a negative influence in terms of being actively negative I just think his immaturity might have been doing that which would have been something that he doesn't I'm trying to be forgiving I'm trying to be generous Delhi was clearly popular in the dressing room from the the tweets and Instagram messages that went to him after he went to Goodison which I think is different to Ndombele who I think Um, is just cancer yeah and so I think um I think a lot of it is a lot of it would have been down to to that because yeah there's obviously talent in that squad um <coughs> conte has demonstrated that over his last few games that there is skill there is ability there maybe not as much as we would prefer to have mm. and that is an important thing that needs to be addressed 
moving forward still but what ability has he's harnessed but the loss of certain negative or sort of drag factors mm. mean that when we stepped out onto the pitch against Brighton there was more verve yeah to our team you could see it there a bit of hunger had come yeah. back mm. I mean, you kicked off, Res and, and Chris talking about Kane and asking Chloe about Kane as well. And I think this is a classic case. We always talk, and if you listen to professional pundits, they're even worse. They talk about football as if it exists in some sort of vacuum in a bubble. Any workplace, think about it. If you have bad influences in your office, on your factory floor, it has a negative impact across the board. You talked about Harry Kane. Harry Kane looks happy to go to his work. And that is bound to impact on his performance at work because he's a human being. And it's the same as any other human being in their place of work. And I thought, I think you're absolutely right. I think removing those malign negative influences from the dressing room can only be a positive. And just maybe come on to this, but listening to the, the comments that Conti made, I think in his presser on maybe um, on Sunday about uh, um, about how much money Tottenham have wasted and how the <laughs> recruitment needs to be better. I took that as a real dig at, at, at Hitchin, who is now gone. And I think everybody will be glad that, that he's gone of spending vast amounts of money on absolute rubbish. I'm not um, sure it was yeah. Hitchin though, Ian, because from what from what other from what others have said. No, seriously. No, genuinely. No, I'm not no, laughing about you, this comment here. Oh, I, I, I was on I was on the first Eurasian TV with uh, with a red shirt because I'd put it on to Oh, play. I see. <laughs> <laughs> you learned that lesson, yeah. Golf club good, colours good. race. So sorry, I'm not laughing at you. Carry on. No, 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 no. Um <laughs> no, but it, that's the thing. It's it's it it is quite it's not a common thing, but you can you can understand people laughing about it. Um, yeah. From what I understand, Hitchin is actually really well thought of around football. Yeah. You know, um, people, you know, Pochettino loves him. Mm. You know, they're great friends. Um, yeah. the, the, uh, you know, uh, from what I understand, he's going to be in demand. Um, I think that the, the, the sort of recruitment, as <laughs> we've discussed, I think the recruitment at Spurs has been a, a, more than just... Steve Hitchin and probably, um, mm. probably not even uh, uh, what's it called, and probably primarily not Steve Hitchin. Um, I just think it's I think it's what's happened is that we've we've been operating in a particular way, and no one has turned around until Conte has come along and said, "You know what? You're doing shit. Sort yourselves out." Mm. Um, and so I think that I think that I think Steve Hitchin resigned because think about it. You know, he's come up the ranks. He was a scout with the club. He went to Liverpool for yep. a while, came back, uh, you know, worked his way up the ranks. And then in the summer, Paratici is brought in above him. I mean, you know, in your work, if you're doing a job and then they bring someone else in who's senior to you to do your job, Absolutely. You you'd consider your position. There's only um, one way and that's out. Yeah. 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 So, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, uh, changing tabs a little bit. We, we've got uh, Fox's focus with this comment. I, I wonder what you think of this, Chloe. Lalana definitely showed he's probably needing to either drop down a division or call time on his career. I mean, he, he was superb at Southampton, went to Liverpool a, a step up. I can't remember if he went anywhere else in it or in it before Brighton, but uh, 
he, he, he showed it in that first half when he did have a few chances and, and a few touches that he can play people in and still got the, the, the football in brain. But what do you think about that? Do you think he needs he's needs to drop yeah, down the division mean, full time? Or what do you think of uh, Lalana? I haven't been the biggest fan of his this season. Um, I, I just think he looks quite shaky at times. Um, it gives the ball away a lot. Um, he cannot shoot to save his life. Um, <laughs> I, I just, yeah, I, I think he's sort of probably had his day, but um, he'll probably just see out the end of his contract. Obviously, but he's only got till the end of this year, I think, at Brighton, and then How I don't know where he's going. Going. How old oh, is Lalana? Is he thirty-one? Oh, yeah. How old? Thirty-one. Jesus. I mean, I, I was wondering how, how, how old he is compared to three. Thirty-three. Yeah. Compared to Henderson or Milner at Liverpool, who seem mm. to still be at a point. In, I mean, Henderson. I just love Henderson. He's just so the most honest. Pro, you know, pro, what you see is what you get. When, and I don't know what age he is compared to Lalana. I know Henderson's a different quality, but um, doesn't seem to have any. Lalana's legs look like they've gone a bit. Sorry, Chloe, you carry on. Lalana's always been sort of quite injury prone um, right. and sort of struggled with fitness. So he's probably more ending or sort of coming to the end of his career than. Um, mm. Do you think Potter will keep him for, for yeah. the, his uh, experience and being able to pass knowledge on to younger players? You had an 18-year-old guy come on. I, I don't know what position he plays. And you uh, and Evan something, I can't remember his name. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, somebody who uh, runs a podcast, you'd uh, really know <laughs> surnames, but uh, <laughs> I can't remember his um, surname. We had um, Evan Ferguson come on. So, I think he's 17-year-old um, striker. Um yeah, he he looked really good when he came on against West Brom. He got the assist for I can't remember which goal he got the assist for, but he did get an assist. And um, obviously, he's sort of quite a bright young talent. Um, and yeah, probably having figures like Lalana and probably like Danny Welbeck as well um, in the squad can yeah. help. Um, I, I don't know. I do think the line definitely brings something other than on the pitch. You have to. Right? You have to get rid of Welbeck. He's pointless. You know, Brighton are toothless. <laughs> I've been saying this for, for months, for seasons. Until Brighton sort out their striker issue or their, their sort of goal-scoring issues, you're going to keep having these problems. Um, Mopay and Welbeck are not good enough. You need a much better striker. Welbeck, I, I can understand okay. his resources, but... Yeah. I completely, completely, completely disagree. Um, I am a huge Mope fan, so I will defend him to like death because I think he gets so much unwarranted criticism. He's he, last season he wasn't very good. I think he had some stuff going on off the pitch which sort of affected him mentally. Um, but this season I cannot fault him because he's been pretty clinical. He's missed a few chances, but you know there's not a striker in the world that doesn't miss chances and. Um, I think he's really disrespected, even by Brighton fans. Um, he's he's just he offers so much, and we are so much better with him when he doesn't play. We just don't look as good in attack. And I I saw a few people saying that um, sort of we lost this game because of because he missed a couple of chances, and one of them was a half chance, and the other one. It was like, it's just one of those, it, he maybe should have done better, but 
that's the one, one where he tried to chip it on. The had. I can think of a you, chance that Welbeck had, and it always goes on to Mope. Um, and you know, we would have lost what three two instead. And look, you've, got to, you've got to look at his. You've got to look at his stats. Okay, he's. I mean, to funnily enough, he's this scoring season, his XG this season. This season, so, um... this season, he's probably been his most productive. But he's got seven goals in twenty appearances. The last, if you put the last two seasons before yeah. that together, he got something like I think it's 20, <laughs> 20 goals in sixty-five appearances. And he's a forward. If he's a midfielder, those are good stats. But he's not. He's a forward. You, you were saying on Friday, him. Chloe, that uh, you, you think the issue is your midfield supporting him. And certainly in that first half, the evidence there is to support that. That, that, that chance that he slashed at, that's probably his first touch in the game. That was about 35 minutes. So, yeah, you, you think I, the, I, uh, the midfield supporting is the issue rather than the strikers. If the midfield then support, then then he's going to get more chances and therefore get his confidence up and get his numbers up. I mean, he does look so much better with with a strike partner, um, but I just hate. I think people expect too much of him. To be honest, um, he's got seven goals this season. That's good. That is good for a player, but for a striker, who's got more than him? Uh, well, Salah, but he's on a different planet. But Kane's exactly. probably on around about you, seven as well. Which uh... you look at the um, players that have actually he's got he's got seven goals in the league. We've got one in the um, cup as well. But if you look at the players around him scoring the same amount this season, um, you you can't say that he's not doing well because he is. And I think I heard yeah. um, he's got his goals have got a seventeen points. This season, I think it was yeah, this season. Is, so yeah, it, the, the the issue the issue there. I mean, I, I know where you're coming from, but you know, I think I think it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of an over defence of him. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm just saying that he's not he enough for what Brighton need. Brighton need people. They they create a lot of chances, a lot of chances. He's that outscoring XG. How? Where are these chances that he's supposed to be scoring coming from? I can think of two, maybe three, four most chances that he probably should have scored this season. And, you know, that's not a lot. Mm -hmm. That isn't a lot. And in the past, I would have agreed. He, last season, he wasn't clinical enough. But this season, I cannot I fault him genuinely because he's, he has been good and... He just gets so bloody criticised, and it annoys me so much. Because well, I think, I think not... up until this season, that criticism was warranted. You know, he if was you... our, our top scorer last season and the season before. Um, yeah, but, but that 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 might even support the idea that Brian are toothless, though, because that's the thing. We it's are about... toothless, but it's not because of my pay. I mean, Chloe, one, let me let me one thing that always impresses me about Brighton, especially when you play away, is the number of times that I've noticed you've managed to get five players in your opponent's box. Mm. Now, that happens enough for me to have noticed that not being a Brighton supporter. And yet you would mm. think, you know, with those kind of attacking instincts and with the freedom clearly that the coach gives them to get into 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 the opposing penalty area, you should score more goals. Yeah. We should score more goals. But that's not on my side. Mr. K said Mope's top player underrated for sure. And uh, I think 
even top players, we, we've seen Harry Kane this year snatching at chances when he normally would take them. Mm. So all strikers suffer confidence issues and that's when they snatch at chances and aren't clear. The, the one where Mope was one-on-one, -on -one, that just said to me had a bit of a lack of confidence. Uh, you know, normally you'd pick your spot there and then you'd do what you can to put your spot there. Mm. If, if you're not scoring that many goals as a striker, then... That, that's where the lack of confidence comes in. But he's getting chances and all top strikers will tell you the time to worry is when you're not getting the chances. But certainly that first half on Saturday, he was so isolated and he was feeding off absolute scraps. And how often, certainly last season, and certainly under Nuna, have we said that about Harry Kane, but then we still say he's a top striker, even yeah. though he's he's doing nothing. But yeah. I, think, I think if Morpé went to a Man City or a Liverpool... Maybe not Liverpool because they, they play with pace. I'm not sure if he's got a huge amount of pace. But if, if he went to a top, top team there where the strikers get chance after chance after chance after chance, he'd get a couple of goals in quick succession. His confidence would be up and then he'd score. Powerful, yeah. I, I think. I don't know. I don't think, I don't think, I don't honestly think that's, that's the case. I don't. I think that he's, he's not, he's not your primary. He'll never be a primary goal threat for any team in my view. Yeah, that's right. Although he's 25. He's 25, so who knows? He might develop. You know, mm -hmm. there's still time. Yeah. But from, from the got, trajectory um, that he's on, you know, I don't see season, it. Can I, one, one thing. I just wanted to say one thing about that. Let's put it into perspective. The likes of Emmanuel Dennis, Mikhail Antonio, who's, who is very good, Rafinha, Sadio Mane, and Emil Smith-Rowe have got more goals than him this season. Okay, you know? they're all class players, but the point. Yeah, they're all class players, top. and they're all playing for top half teams, except uh, for Dennis, Dennis who's just Emmanuel been Dennis. exceptional well, this season. But that, but that's the point. Mope has never been exceptional. He's never shown that he can be exceptional. That's the thing, and I'm not saying that's okay, a requirement. If Brighton had a striker that was exceptional. How long do you think he'd be there? Not very long. I think he'd be moved out. And that's the point I'm making, is that that's what Brighton need. They need a better striker than Welbeck and Mope. At least one, you know, preferably two. I mean, Welbeck, Welbeck I've never rated, ever, in his entire career. I've Welbeck's only problem is that he's injury-prone. When he's playing, he's brilliant. He can score some great goals. He's got three goals for us this season. He's barely played because he had a long-term injury. Yeah. I... Isn't that? I didn't of, think that, that we should have given him a new thing. contract um, yeah. in the summer because I thought we should have tried to get someone else in who could be consistently fit. But we didn't. Um, we did give him a new contract, and you know, I, I still do rate him as a player. I just think his injury issues are a problem. I think his other issue, Welbeck, is he's too versatile. He's he, certainly a Man United. He was playing all across the front and wide as well. Whereas Harry Kane, you look at Harry Kane, for example, he's only ever trained ever since he started playing as a striker. So you learn that role. Welbeck's having it similar to Walcott, having to learn about three different roles. Same as Rashford as well. And you never, ever well, learn I mean, that. that um, but yeah, Fox's focus said more pay. Get you 15 goals a season with a decent front line along with him. Uh, and like Chloe says, there, he's better with a strike partner. That's as maybe, yeah. I mean, yeah. it might be the strike partner as well, but it still it still speaks to the problem of Brighton needing better up front. Right. Now, listen, it might be it might be it might be that Mope needs like you know, I, I remember when Chris Armstrong played for us. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he was he was an amazing player when he had Teddy next to him, right? 
And then when Teddy Sheringham went off to Man United, I think it was then, um, Chris Armstrong wasn't as good, right? So it might be a case of Mope needs someone next to him who can bring out the best in him. Um, but <laughs> Welbeck isn't that. Um, Welbeck won't ever be that. Uh, the injury proneness of a player, I think, speaks to their value as a player. You know, I mean, if 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 they're going to be constantly getting injuries, there's a reason why he's no longer at Man United. There's a reason why he's no longer at Arsenal. There's a reason, and that's no disrespect to Brighton, but there's no there's a reason why he's playing for Brighton, which I still think is too high a level for him, right? Um, you you but, could argue the case with Ledley you know, King with us in the I don't know, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. That's definitely why he was with playing Ledley, for it. What, who we were was, a mid-table team at was, that point. The difference was, Chris, is that when when Ledley Ledley would not train except one no. session prior to a game and come in and dominate the defense and dominate mm. the likes of he was. I mean, if he wasn't injury prone, he would be a player that would would have been probably one of the best defenders in history. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm not saying that because I'm a Spurs fan. But he, he was as good as Van Dyke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Welbeck, Welbeck is not that player with his injuries. If he was, I would rate him a lot higher. But it's because he's injury prone and his level just isn't all that high that you just think to himself, it's a waste of money to have him. You know, get get someone better. If Are you going to say something, Chloe? Um. So, Mope obviously has more goals than Kane this season. So just want to throw that out there um it's a bit yeah rich and last season and the season before and the season before and the season your before. golden boy is doing so badly this season and yeah it's probably stuff going off, gone off the pitch compared to neil uh, mope who's uh, got a conversion rate of less than 50 percent okay. he's having one bad season <laughs> you know i mean it's such a false comparison <laughs> More, more pay could get moved to a better team and then get, you know, get golden boots himself. But let's he's move on. Got an XG, right, my pay of 5.94, and he scored seven goals in the Premier League. So I don't really expect, know what you're expecting him to actually do. I, I certainly think if, if you play like you did yesterday, not yesterday, Saturday, with no support to him, any striker generally, unless you're someone like a Messi or a Salah who can get the ball, and Son maybe as well, who showed with the third goal, they're not going to do a huge amount. Well, Mr. Uh, moving on, Mr. K has said, Chris Hewton did well at Brighton. Has Potter done better? He's been backed. Chris yes. wasn't, maybe it was boring play, but I think he hasn't been backed a huge back. amount. I don't expect you... As much as Potter has been. Um, I think that's a bit yeah. of a false argument, saying that he wasn't backed. Um, oh, he's come on saying he didn't hear what you said. His phone has been making noise. I think that was from a bit earlier on. Uh, but Ian, uh, uh, a yeah. word for Emerson. I mean, he still hasn't uh, crossed the ball into yeah. the box. So maybe, maybe the way for him to cross the ball is to aim at the uh, defender who's struggling and then uh, let him do the rest. But uh, he was a constant threat. Certainly that first half, he was a constant threat on that right-hand side. And, and going forward, I, I, I can't remember if yourself or Rez who mentioned that our, our wing-backs were further forward. I did. He, 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 yeah, he, he looked a different kind of player there. Do, do you think this could be a, not a turning point for him, but he, he's obviously had a bit of flack, a bit of criticism. Do you think this could be a kind of a sliding doors moment for him in a Spurs it, shirt? I, it, it was his his best game in a Spurs shirt, I think, by some distance. I thought he played 
very, very well, as did you know, someone said earlier that Res did. Nobody played badly. There were d different levels of well that that, that we played. Um, I, I I have a thing with this because when I was a kid growing up, players they came to a club. I mean, I can remember like let's say 1967. And I'm talking to, you know, my, my uncles, you know, my dad's pals. All good. We signed Martin Chivers. Oh, yeah, but, you know, tap on the back. He'll take a year to settle in the sun, you know. And Liverpool, when in the old boot room, when they bought a player, they would have to spend two years in the reserves learning their trade. Now we give – and there's people complaining at uh, – uh, Cooler on uh, on on Saturday gets tw uh, on gets twenty minutes and Pill he's got no pace he's not this he's not that it's like come on give people a chance I mean he was brought as a right back an orthodox right back to play for Nuno at right back Conti comes in and wants to transform him into a a wing back which is a very different role that he has to learn um, I do think people need to be given players anyone in their workplace needs to be given a chance he played very well on thursday or on on saturday night um i'd like to see him you know again i think that conti would have been doing an enormous amount of work although i think he was in south america wasn't he did he not get sent off playing for brazil yeah he did he did yeah. didn't he two, two that, yellow cards um, yeah um, not one oh six six again. What's that? I don't ten six ten ten six. I love Hastings. Um, he's saying he's saying you're old, Ian, because that's him. oh ten sixty six. Oh god, ten sixty six. I was there. I was there. <laughs> wrong. Hey, and I tell you what. And when I was talking to some of the other soldiers, we said we could build a really great football club down the road Ooh. and call it Brighton and Hove Albion. Yeah. Um, you um, were handing out refreshments at half time, weren't you, Ian? Uh, oranges. We used to have oranges, <laughs> half time oranges, and uh, there was no Lucas Aid and uh, just water <laughs> if we were lucky, and a pee behind the trees. Um, no, uh, I'm just switching my camera Emerson, off. No, no, it's fine. Uh, you know, Emerson did well, and I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him given given another go on uh, mm. Wednesday night. I know he may want to to rotate because. Well, that's what he's going to do. You know, whether he would go and play Sessignon and uh, um, <clears throat> Doherty on uh, on Wednesday night, I have my doubts. But uh, I was speaking French then. <laughs> <laughs> my French isn't good enough to put it to the test on here, I'm afraid. Um, but Bissouma, uh, Monsieur uh, Bissouma. Um, so, yeah, I was pleased with Emerson. I was pleased with everybody. I mean, the real standout, of course, Maybe you were going to come on to it. Was Romero? I mean, yeah, we will come on to him because obviously his first game back. But yeah, I mean, oh. it, it, in terms of Emerson, uh, I mean, one right back who played really well to to one who didn't play very well, and that's Lamptey. But he didn't really have no a, a, any any kind of chance. Uh, Chloe he was kind of snuffed out fairly fairly well, I have to say, by um. Uh, <laughs> Regular and whoever was on the left side yeah. as well, further up, uh, uh, tracking back. Uh, so as soon as he got a bit of head of steam, he, he was snuffed out. But I guess that that comes back to the fact again that you didn't really start certainly that first half. So again, just uh, yeah. uh, he's fairly young as well, isn't he? So he'll learn from from that yeah. as as well as quite a lot of your players. Um, but yeah, I mean, for him. Uh, he must be delighted with Lamptey, certainly this season. He, he's come on leaps and bounds. He was superb last season as well. Um, mm -hmm. 
yeah, one of your standout players for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he wasn't yeah. brilliant on Saturday. Yeah, Mr. But... K says double teamed him up. Uh, I think it was. Yeah. I think it was Romero's crunch that sort of gave him pause early on. Really? Do you see that that Romero tackle yeah. on Lampley? That yeah, was. Uh, the... And well, oh, good old fashioned English. I mean, I know he's not English, but good old fashioned English centre backs crunching reducer, saying, "I'm here. <laughs> You're. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make sure you know I'm here." And it was very good to see. Yeah, I, I'm not sure though. I mean, uh, Chloe will know about Lamptey a lot more than that. Well, certainly more than me. But uh, he doesn't strike me the kind of player if he gets a crunching tackle. He's uh, well. I'm not going to take anyone on now. Uh, I, ju I just think I mean, it was a lack of uh, support yeah. based on how Brighton were fairly poor in that first half. We just seemed so sort of slow in any sort of attack that we did attempt. Um, and obviously just passing it around the back a lot, which mm. I remember like five seconds before the first goal, we had yeah. basically a warning where we were playing around <laughs> the back. I think that um, was Sanchez and, to Kane, wasn't it? And he, he couldn't yeah. get his feet on it. And, and then... And then the goal happened, and it was sort of like, oh my god, did you not <laughs> learn your lesson? Um, so I, I do, Nick. yeah, I do. I do. And, and then in the attack, I just don't think we were quick enough, really. Um, obviously, no. and we seem to be going down, um, down the left a lot rather than the right, um, from what I remember in the first half, particularly. Um, sort of Cucurella and March more than Lamptey, um, and even when I, I remember Lamptey may actually making a run, it was more sort of. Through the middle, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we didn't really um, utilize them as much as we. Yeah, but another, yeah, another one of your players who was literally Jekyll and Hyde for the first half and second half was Basuma. First half, I, I, I didn't really okay. notice him. Second half, he was your driving force. Uh, I, we, we we can talk about the goal, how 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 poor defensively it was, letting him cut mm. in and letting him run. But you know, <laughs> you, you could you could uh, uh, counter that with three of your oh, own. Horrible, uh, horrible but, deflection of Hoybier. Yeah, that was but, awful. I mean, completely but, wrong. Yeah. But with Basuma there, certainly driving forward, he was making passes, trying to make things happen with the goal, driving forward. I'll you know. You can moan about the defence all you want, but he he was in control of that lucky deflection. But he probably in 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 his play certainly up to that point in the second half deserved that bit of luck. Uh, and then obviously yeah. the game was then killed off two minutes later when uh, you kind of let us have another one. But um, yeah, uh, uh, that that's what makes me think it's just a blip for you for you guys, and was just uh, maybe tactically wrong or or, or 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 attitude wrong just for that first half. But uh, he 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 will be. You know, whatever you achieve this season will be largely down to him. But how did you rate his performance, in particular that that first half of the second half, if you like? Um, yeah, I mean, he was sort of he always is a stand up. But I think it says a lot for his quality that when the rest of the team don't really perform, he still he still looks a level above. Really, um, yeah, he shoots so much like that from sort of. Mm. edge of the area um it was just inside the area i think but um he doesn't ever score whenever basuma shoots <laughs> you think, oh why is he shooting why mm. is he shooting it's just gonna go over um but when it obviously went in it was like Ooh. yeah and i did <laughs> think we might get back into it um but obviously you it's sort of like you sat back a little bit um 
when it was 2-0 um, and then yeah, as soon as he so. got that goal. And, Chloe, and why doesn't he score more often? Because he's clearly got what we call a good poke on him. Um, and, and it's he's probably the it one thing. Hmm? He skies it a lot. His shooting accuracy <laughs> is very yeah. poor. I mean, to me, Basuma's one of those midfield players, those attacking-type midfield players that he's been linked with us, he's been linked with United, he's been linked with a number of top teams. You say, without having goals in his repertoire, he really isn't a ready to step up to that kind of level. I don't know what you think of that. I mean, he's he's more of a sort of defensive midfielder than attacking he he sort of adds to the build-up play um and has had some like quite good link up with our our, our more attacking midfielders and our strikers yeah. but he's, he's not really he, he's more his strengths is more like his tackling um he's very he's very good at sort of just controlling the game i think um i yeah he doesn't score many at all but i wouldn't say that's sort of his main role at all um, yeah, but then I feel of... that is another problem with Brighton um, goal scoring wise because we, if we have one midfielder who doesn't really contribute goals, that's all right. But quite often we have like three midfielders on the pitch and none of them really score, and it's 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 just I think a bit too defensive, I guess. Um, hmm. Like Lalana can't score, Gross, um, hmm. he can't score anymore. He used to score us. Yeah. Penalties, but can't even do that recently. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think and Moda can't hear hit a barn door. Um, but I, I still think he will come good. He's yeah. he's quite young, um, and only this season recently he started to show his quality. So I think he will come good. But um, I don't yeah. know if Fox's focus has already gone. But you know, Leicester have James Madison, Southampton have. James Ward Prowse, you know, you got players like that that are that have you've got a player in the midfield who will score enough goals, whether from dead balls or from open play, that will put you, um, <laughs> uh, that will, uh, <laughs> Mr. K, you keep putting me off, um, that <laughs> uh, uh, um, that will turn a side that might struggle, they'll score enough goals. To, to to keep you comfortably mid table or top of the you know uh, top top of the uh, bottom of the top half of the table. Um, yeah, I, I think that. I think we sort of have that now in Alexis McAllister, um, who unfortunately was out with COVID. Um, yeah. So I think we definitely missed him and Trossard as well. Um, yeah. Trossard is a good but, player. Um, I like him. Trossard yeah. is a very good player. But yeah, McAllister sort of found his form in the last sort of couple of months or so. His performance against Everton was just exceptional. And um, I think him and probably um, Enoch Mwepu as well, um, who's just coming back from injury, hopefully they can sort of start getting goals from midfield so we're not overly reliant on Mopay. Mm. Yeah. A couple of comments here, Mr K. Uh, Brighton could have scored two goals by half-time. Chances were there. Uh, uh, Davil Denton's oh, reply really? that all teams get chances, better teams yeah. just score mainly. I think on the balance of play, though, uh, I mean, te most teams can score a couple of goals or have a couple of chances, but uh, on, on, on the main, we had the most chances in that. Uh, he's uh, replied, uh, 
So there was definitely a plan to put uh, uh, Lamptey off his game. That's close to what you you were kind of saying, Rez. And uh, Fox's focus, great stream. Got to get off, got ready uh, for a show myself. Uh, check him out on uh, YouTube as well. Subscribe and like everyone. Yeah, Not now. thanks everybody for what- watching. Yeah, watch it later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then later. That, that, that's what I meant. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Rez is my uh, motor, uh, not motor, uh, um, promotion PR. machine. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, please hit that like and subscribe. Uh, it all helps. Uh, Nicholas Collison, we'll move on to this. QT was on fire. So, anyone who's not understanding what that means, this guy, Romero Rez, oh, yeah, he was back and he looked like he hasn't missed a step really. He, he's yeah. obviously known for, for rather than standing off uh, attackers, stepping mm -hmm. in. And I don't know if it was just because he was playing, and I put two and two together, but it looked to me like Sanchez was doing the same, which normally Sanchez yeah. lies on his pace steps off uh, maybe it was because brighton didn't really turn up and it was uh three defenders against a, a mope up front uh just because he was so isolated but it looked to me like sanchez was was kind of following uh romero's lead and he looked good sanchez mm -hmm. I, I know it's one game and uh, we've been saying for about two years looks good in the game next game he's got a mistake uh but i i i i mean dyer has been our best defender this year if you exclude romero uh, mm -hmm. he, I, I forgot he wasn't playing, to be honest. That's Even if you include good. Romero, because Romero's been out for a while. So Dyer's yeah. been Dyer's been there almost, almost yeah, I mean, the whole time and been consistent. So yeah, yeah. Dyer hadn't rush. been as good as he had been, Chris. I think we might have struggled really badly. Mm. Dyer really stepped up and not only played very well himself, but mm. has led Sanchez and has led Davis mm. into better performances too and on the field. Mm. And I think, you know, you start to look, Keep, we talk about successive managers, for example, not playing Ndombele, and you start to say, well, maybe the problem isn't the five managers. Maybe the problem is <laughs> Ndombele. And the, 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 the reverse of that is, of course, that um, Dyer has been a, you know, a, um, a, um, a fixture in Mourinho's side, in Mason's for the little bit. You know, everybody plays him. There's got to be a reason why they hmm. play it. Do you know what I think that reason is? This is what I've. This is the the sort of mm. the rumor that I've heard, or or the sort of talk that I've heard is that mm. Dyer is actually when you sort of he doesn't look it, but he's actually quite smart, and he understands what his managers want him to do. Uh, and, I don't think there's any doubt and, he's he's and smart. And I think, well, I mean, when, when when he talks, he's not he's got a bit of a lugubrious voice and he's a bit sort of slow mm. in the speech. Not slow in his speech, but it's not mm. it's not like it doesn't come across his smartness doesn't come across when he speaks. But from what I understand, he's he's very smart, understands what his manager wants of him and tries to implement it. Yeah. And so he's deemed reliable. Um, he, he also seems to have leadership qualities mm. on the pitch and in the dressing yeah. room. Yeah. And I, I can't he's gonna want that from everyone. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely, um, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I think, I mean, going back to Romero, getting back to Romero, in actual fact, and Sanchez, and them being quite far advanced, um, that sort of fits with the way that Conte plays. He likes he likes triangles at the base of his midfield, or when the ball is being worked out from the defence. So a lot of the time, from what I understand, I might have got this wrong, but from what I understand, he will have his two flanking defenders uh, pushing forward to receive from the centre 
from the yeah. central defender. Um, and so Romero certainly works really well for that because he likes to get forward anyway. And I think that, that that's what we were seeing um, was one, sorry, it, it, he likes either his two flanking defenders back and one central defender moving forward or the other way around. And with Davis, we know he likes to get forward. With Romero, we know like, we know he likes to get forward. And so what I was thinking was, what I think we saw was that happening, was basically our defence being available for our defender, almost like a line between the defensive bank and the sure. midfield bank to play those triangles that Conte likes to play. Um, and, and that might have explained what it was that was happening out there. So, yeah, yeah. it was interesting. It was very interesting. Yeah, I mean, Ian, we've, we've obviously got Sun back, Romero back, and we also, the debuts for the new boys, Kulisevsky, mm. I think that's his name, he could probably play yeah. for us until he retires, and I probably won't get his name right, and Benton Kerr. Benton Kerr looked fairly solid on the ball, fairly dependable on the ball. Kulisevsky got a lot of uh, grief on Twitter, but, you know, if uh, Bergwijn had his shooting boots on, Kulisevsky yeah. goes away from the game with an assist. Uh you know, the game was kind of dead when he came on 3-1. It was kind of just a, a, a tootling up to to an end, uh, unless Brighton had scored a goal and then uh, then we'd have had to have uh, tried to score fourth. But uh, he looked to be trying to take people on. Uh, he looked to be getting involved. Kudasevsky and, and Benton Kerr looked fairly comfortable on the ball uh, for the, their two cameos. Uh, what did you make of those two? I was really pleased with both of them. I think two aspects... Um, maybe three, that one, what they did on the field was good. Secondly, Conte no longer has the option of bringing on players full of potential, <laughs> like La Celso, like Ndombele, who consistently failed to deliver. Um, and thirdly, with their Twitter feeds and what have you, these boys clearly love to be here. They're clearly enjoying, you know, working. And that, again, is, has got to be a positive. Um, um Bentacourt, I, I don't know, I was a little bit surprised by that signing because it seems to be a position we're already very well served in. And uh, the boy Saar was on the bench for uh, um, Senegal yesterday. So he's another one that sort of plays in that defensive holding um, position. Um, so I, I don't know how, how um, I presume there's going to be players that are moved on at the end of the season um, because there's just not room in the squad for all of them, particularly if Saar comes back, albeit mm. 18, he may go he may go out on loan again. But one of the things I was interested with Bentecourt saying is I win the ball and then I move. I try to move the ball quickly. And that's exactly how Conti wants to play with that quick transition. Get the ball, win the ball back, um, wherever you win it back, and transition it quickly. So I think he's very much a um, a, a Conti player. It's um, classic. It's classic counter attack. That is what Conte. That's how we'll play. Absolutely. Um, Kulisevsky, I don't know why people were were, were knocking. I don't know what else they expected. Go round <laughs> four players and stick crosses in. I thought the word I imagine it's the same thing you get on Twitter. Someone says it for a laugh and then it just jumps on the bandwagon, and all of a sudden you've got thousands um, of people saying it. But yeah, but, but I, I mean, think the thing just sorry. I'll let Rez come in in a sec. No, just no, no, you one go. quick thing is that I think that the what I like about Kulisevsky is he seems to be a really versatile player that he can play anywhere across that front three or probably in, in, in midfield as well. So, or right wing back. 
or, or, yeah. <laughs> or goalkeeper. Um, <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll be able to play um, in a variety of positions, whether as a starter, whether to cover an injury or a suspension, or whether as a substitute to play whatever role um, that that Conti needs for him to play that particular that particular game. So, yeah, very positive. Yeah, and there's uh, Nicholas uh, Collins that says here, Benny looked awesome. Kula mm-hmm. needs to build up fitness and pace. Uh, what, what do you make of the two of them um, uh, after their, you know, 20 minutes or, or whatever it was for the pair of them? I, I, went, back, I went back and watched a little bit of Kulisevsky at Juventus. Um, he's not going to be... He's not going to be your blistering um, sort of rocket forward, right? His... his uh, strengths lie in his football brain, from what I've seen. Uh, being able to sort of pick out passes, um, be in the right position at the right time. Um, and that can work. That can be helpful. What I would say with regard both of those two signings is that we've seen them for a very brief period, not really more, much more than say 20, 25 minutes in the case of Bentoncourt and 18 minutes for Kulisevsky. So both in terms of the positives and in terms of the negatives, it's far too early to make any kind of determination about either of them. You know, from from Spurs fans' reactions to both of their uh, performances, we we might be tempted to think that Benton Kerr is the best thing since sliced bread, and Kulisevsky is and Dombele Mark too, um, mm. but we don't know because they've only played less than less than a quarter of a game really, um, yeah. and so we need to give them time to bed in at the thing. Yes, it's halfway through the season. Yes, their fitness should be at an appropriate level, uh, but they won't know their teammates. They won't know which way Kane is likely to run, which way Sonny's likely to run, where, you know, Winks might spray the ball to him, Benton Kerr might spray, well, Benton Kerr and Kulisevsky might know each other a bit better, but, you know, it's going to take time. Um, The hope is that they will deliver on their promise. And more importantly, I think we've got fresh faces in the dressing room. That has been, that is, we really need them. And it feels like a, different set of players that we're bringing in i still i still worry that they were panic buys um and i'm you know i will need to be convinced but kulisevsky's sort of pass you know that layoff to bergwine was a good sign benton mm-hmm. curse sort of getting stuck in and then spraying yeah. that ball out to kulisevsky uh was a good sign um I'm sorry, I'm, I'm rattling on a little bit here, but Conte's system isn't about the players mm. necessarily. It's not about the individual players. It's about those players being able to do exactly what he tells them to do. Yeah. If Benton Kerr can do that, if Kulisevsky can do that, they'll be great players for mm. Conte at Spurs. Right? That's all we Brilliant. that's all we can say right now. Same old Bergwijn with that blast over the bar, wouldn't it? He seems to do the difficult things oh. well. Oh. But the simple things badly. I don't know what it is. I mean, those Leicester goals were like, how did he do that? And then yeah, exactly <laughs> the Brighton game. How didn't he do that? <laughs> Almost, you know, how did he not do that? So yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, we've got a question here from Mr. K. Uh, yeah. If Conte leaves in the summer, would you take Potter? Would he be a good fit? I'll, I'll come to you first, Chloe. Uh, do, do you think Potter would be a good fit for Tottenham? Uh, obviously, you don't want him to go. Uh, you said on Friday you're not having him <laughs> in no uncertain terms. Um, I, I've said that to my man, you know, friend when he talks about Potts, they're not allowed to have him either. But uh, do, do you think he'd be a good uh, fit for Potter? Or do you think he, he's got a, a, a project with Brighton or he's destined um, for top, top, top table, which we're not at at the moment? I mean, I definitely think he's he's building something at Brighton. Um, whether he'd be a good fit for you guys, I'm not too sure. Um I don't, I don't really know if he would or not. Out of sort of the big clubs, I think Spurs is probably one of the ones who would be a better fit at. Um, but I, I still don't know if he's, if he's, one, if he's ready enough for, to um, make that kind of step up. Yeah. Um, and two, one thing I think, I don't know, like we don't really have the, the sort of... Um, Egos, shall we say, at Brighton. Um, from what I've from what I've seen, um, and I'm not sure how we deal with, you know, players with attitudes, shall we say? Um, <laughs> we got a couple of them out at least, so it'd be a better fit for them now <laughs> yeah. in that respect. But yeah, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's any malign uh, player left with the no. departure of the three that left. I don't think there are. I think all of them genuinely want to do well. You know, they yeah. want to work hard. Even Winks. Yeah, I know Winks is rumoured to be a real whinger, but he's he's stepped up. So Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you know what yeah, the ones you let fell in January definitely is sort of the ones you think of as having a bit of um attitude problems um so maybe yeah maybe it would be a good fit um but i just i do think he's building something here and hopefully um that's enough for him to not jump ship and obviously you guys have conte who seems to be doing pretty well for you at the moment we so, allegedly um, turned us down didn't he potter in in the summer before we got yeah Nuno. Uh, i feel like your situation man. was a bit a bit different there um, hmm. in the summer you seemed a bit of a mess, to be honest. Um, <laughs> like there was quite a lot of work to be done. Um, yeah. I, I think you've sort of got it together a bit more now. Um, I don't think. I don't think that. I don't think that's what turned him off. I think what turned him off Levy. was knowing was knowing that we have a structure there that is not fit for football purposes, and it needed. He probably. I don't think there is a manager other than Conte that would speak truth to power um enough to get the change needed that we hope is coming we still can't be certain good good description that speaking truth to power there's absolutely no doubt that lee uh, that uh, conti has told um levy a few home truths about the club and i think levy's a highly educated man an intelligent man um i'm expecting that he will now leave conti to run the football club and That's I'll, the hope. I've got a, not got wood here, but uh, we'll, we'll yeah. touch wood. Potter, I think Potter, I think probably is at a point where he maybe needs to move on to uh, to test himself at a higher level. Hmm. Um, you know, I think he could do a good job with us or Arsenal. 
Even I don't, I'm not sure the man, you know, I wouldn't, I, I think the Man United dressing room is toxic. I wouldn't wish anybody mm. on that. Yeah. Um, it's absolutely toxic. But I think at some point, and I don't like saying that to you, Chloe, it's like asking, saying your boyfriend or your husband should move on somewhere else. But uh, uh, ultimately, I think your uh, Potter has got to test himself. He's done well everywhere he's been. I mean, all right, there's the point. Well, did he do any better than Chris Hooten? And I, Hooten, I think, was a little bit unlucky. I was really angry when Hooten got fired by Brighton. I didn't think you know, with the resources they had, I didn't think there's much more he he he, he could have done. And some you know, some owners have ideas above their station with certain clubs. Um, but uh, but Potter's done well. Potter's a good manager. But at some point, I think Brighton we're gonna... on a club like that though. Brighton don't just sack managers, will you? No. We only, no. I think it was Newton's time to go. Um, we only stayed up because Cardiff were worse than us. And if you were, if you went to, well, if you saw any of those games, those last few games, it was, you could just tell he'd lost, he'd lost the dressing room. And once that happens, there's not really yeah. any going back. Um, I think there's an argument. I, I, sorry, carry on. I think Potter can, um, okay. I don't think he's, done all he can at Brighton yeah I, I think he's just starting to sort of see what he can do with us you know sort of getting into top 10 this year um and maybe he will move on to a bigger club um but I I, I still think he can he could be successful with us he could you know maybe get us into into the European conference or something and that would be like one of the biggest things in Brighton's history and sure it's very common. I think, I think if you can sort out your 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 goal scoring issues, whether that's midfield strikers or whatever, as well as be uh, as good defensively as you have been, I mean, you could be pushing. Uh, I know you laughed about this, Chloe, on Friday. You could be pushing for Europa League qualification next season if you in the summer you have a good window and get your goals uh, lack of goals situation sorted out and and maintain the this kind of general stability that you've got in defence. And yeah, maybe he wants to see if he can do that. And if he can, great. If he can't, yeah. then then let's see what, what's further think, down the road. I think with Potter, I, uh, Potter to Spurs to sort of go back to the original question. This summer, in a way, I think it will be the wrong time for him to become Spurs manager. I mean, listen, if Conte leaves in the summer, it's catastrophe anyway. Absolutely. Right? Our club now, now we've got those two players. I don't think he will, unless uh, Levy says to him, "You're not getting yeah. anything in the summer," which I can't believe yeah. will happen. Because we're we're basically we are right at the sharp end of the transition now, right? This this window gone, summer coming. It's that pivot point. That's where it stops being, you know, what Conte took over to what Conte is building. And that is would be the worst time to get to pretty much to get any manager in unless you've got yeah. Conte Mark II ready. Yeah, you know? I've got to agree with that. I, I mean, I don't see Conte leaving, and Conte no. staying with oh, the yeah. club is definitely my barometer at the moment for my backing of Levy. As long as Conte is staying at the club and being backed, um, 
I, I don't see any reason for we won't get into this res, but um, no. at this stage for for turning on the board period, this is a time I think for unity to see where where now with the resources we can get the club to. But we're in a wait and see position. We're in a wait and see. I, I think that's right. We'll wait and see. But, you know? Luke, but we'd all agree, wouldn't we? Losing Conte would be a disaster for where we're at as a club at this stage. Yeah. I don't think any Spurs yeah. supporter would disagree with that. Never. Yeah. A couple uh, of comments from Mr. K. Be, it would be it would be catastrophic yeah. for the club for him to walk in the summer. It would be, it would yeah, I mean unprecedented. Unprecedented. Yeah. A couple of comments from Mr. K. Brighton played Chelsea twice, retained the ball better than them. Chelsea dominated yeah. us. Definitely Brighton didn't turn up against us. So it doesn't help when you don't have Trossard and McAllister as well. Uh, and a couple of questions here. If, if we could take one player from Brighton, who would you take? Uh, and then we'll come on to the second part for Chloe uh, after that. Uh, so, Vez, uh, from Brighton, who would you take? For me, it'd be Trossard. Uh, he's the playmaker that we kind of need. I can have any player. Or, or Basuma, yeah. Basuma, uh, Trossard or, or Lamptey would be my choice. But I'd, I'd Trossard, I think, or Basuma is what we need. Someone who can dictate. Our, the, most, the our most pressing need. Our most pressing need. And I know that I know that people. I mean, people will say, "Yeah, Emerson this and Emerson that and all of the other stuff." Um, I would take Lamptey because he'd be a great fit at right wing back. Now, this is the I want to talk about Emerson though because I didn't I didn't get to say this earlier. I, I I didn't I missed it. I'm not saying Emerson is a bad player. What I'm saying about Emerson personally is. He is young and inexperienced, and that is not a good thing for a player, for our primary selection for a particular position to be. So what I would love to see is a better player in that position from which Emerson can either compete with if they're young or learn from if they're a bit more mature. So for me, I would like to see someone ahead of Emerson. Obviously, it's now not going to happen this season. Yeah. But it's not because I think Emerson is bad or is going to be bad. I'm just saying he's not ready yet. And so I would like to see someone who is ready in that position until Emerson is ready. Is, is um, Lamptey not younger than him, Rez? It may well be, yeah. But I mean, he's I got Premiership experience, though. Yeah. Experience, exactly. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. played in the Premiership. He's done it. He's ready now, I think, to take that. Whether Emerson, yeah. different league, different language, and, uh, all of yeah. that stuff. Yeah, and who I, would you I mean, take? I, I, I would take Lamptey as well. I think uh, for the reasons Res, Res states, yeah, we've got two players that are decent there, but Lamptey on his on his day is a, is very much a step up, a class up from from either of those two, and he can deliver a ball. And I tell you what, if Lamptey had the space that Emerson um, had on on Saturday night, he would have absolutely made made merry down that right hand side. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah, Lamp, Absolutely. Lamp, I don't think we need another Basuma. Um, and I don't think we need another player for that central midfield player, unless you've got a real sprayer about her of a football. Um, um, no, it would be uh, it would be Lamptey for me. With Basuma, yeah. there's the worry over the uh, over the legal proceedings as well. Well, absolutely. Although, <laughs> what I'm, do I'm we just, do there? You know, 
he's been arrested, but he's not been charged. No, and that's been charged the, same, the same with Greenwood. And I think mm -hmm. one of the things I, I read over the weekend is some of the toxicity involved in the Man United dressing room is the fact that they, you know, they've absolutely dumped Greenwood mm -hmm. while he's been he's been arrested. But you know, a week on, over a week on, and he's not been charged with a criminal offence. And nor do I understand as Bissouma. So, that's true. That's true. although that 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 can happen, that can oh, happen. Uh, you'll arrest someone, ask them questions, then do some more investigation. Oh, later, I, I, I'm I'm not suggesting for a minute it suggests either no, of them no, 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 are, no. are innocent or or what. No, I'm no, just suggesting that I'm just saying as it stands, as a matter of fact, mm. neither of them have been charged. I think in a lot of ways, clubs are damned if they do and damned if they don't because they, because um, Man City, Man City, from what I understand, it took them ages before they sort yeah. of dumped Mendy. Um, although the sort of allegations against him are, are a, there's a lot more of them from, yeah. from a lot more of individual people, you know, with Greenwood and with Basuma as one person, yeah. I believe. Um, not that that thing, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but I think, you know, so Man City came in for criticism, although Man City deserve any criticism they get. No. Um, <laughs> they came in for criticism because they didn't dump him. And some some quarters are criticising Man United for, for dumping Greenwood. So I, yeah. I think it's sort of, it's a minefield. What can you do? Ultimately? Well, Mendy has been charged. He has been charged. Um, and Mendy faces, Mandy, Mendy faces a life sentence mm. with probably a minimum 15, 20 years in prison if That's he's right. convicted. If so it's a very different you. situation to anything. Yeah, but before. weirdly, you would expect you would expect a club to dump him faster well, than than Man City did. And you know, whereas uh, Man United have dumped, have dumped yeah. Greenwood. And I think that's that's the sort of disconnect. It's like uh, yeah. uh, 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 I think there's no right course ultimately. No, it's difficult. It is difficult. And then you've got Ched Evans as well. Um, the the fallout from that because Ched Evans, yeah. Sheffield United, I believe it was, dumped him. You know, and just utterly dumped him. He was convicted and then had his conviction overturned. Overturned. Yeah. All of the noises, all of the people, the likes of Jessica Ennis, for instance, you know, screaming about how this guy, you know, deserved nothing and all of this stuff, mm -hmm. and then was found innocent and got no apology, got no, you know, anyone turning to him and say, "Well, yeah, sorry, we got it wrong," and he was dumped by his club mm -hmm. and and had his career almost ended. I mean, he luckily got back. I think Oldham took him on afterwards, mm -hmm. but. You know, it's difficult. It, it's a it, mind. It, it is a It is a difficult situation. Um, as interesting, I wouldn't mind actually, Chris. I'm doing your job here, but I love a woman's perspective. <laughs> Chloe, you you still there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I think firstly, from what I know, I think Greenwood and Masuma's situation is very different. Um, Basuma is currently released pending investigation. Yeah. So I think it's um, and it was for um, sexual sexual assault, I believe, in in a um, allegedly in a nightclub. Um, so it's it's not really similar to what Greenwood's yeah. been. You're, you're right. I mean, put, putting it bluntly, I mean, if 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 a guy goes up and fondles your boob, that constitutes a a, a sexual assault. Mm. Um, it's not particularly serious as in criminal terms. I'm not, I'm not belittling it at all, but compared to certainly what Mendy is charged with yeah, and no, what, yeah. what Greenwood is, is accused mm. of, 
it, it, it is. You're absolutely right. It is on the. I'm not condoning all it. Three are different. Yeah, but they're all very it. different charges, or they're all yeah. very different allegations, or, or yeah. the, the actions alleged are all very different. Um, yeah. No, my 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 thing is just the reaction of different clubs to different situations to, to mm. these sort of players thing. You know, one dumping, one holding on to, one sort of yeah. thing, and, and that for me, the reason that I wouldn't take Basuma right now is because it's not because I think he's guilty. It's not because I think he's innocent. It's just I would worry about any potential legal implications that came later after we got him. Because let's say we spend a load of money, buy him from Brighton, who are, you know, very happily sell it and very kindly sell him to us. And then all of a sudden something comes out of it and we lose him. You know, that for me is a issue issue to to take on, is what I'm saying. I I can't lie. When it first all came out about Basuma, I was sort of in that do not play him until we sort of know what's going on because I I I I did and I still do feel a bit uncomfy um not really knowing what happened supposedly um and just the idea that I could be unknowingly support someone who's done something really quite um Quite um, disgusting, really. Support support them until such time as he's convicted. That's when his guilt really, you know, that's when you know he's guilty, then you don't support him. There's no, there's no thing there, dichotomy there, you know? It's a tricky one. It's a tricky one, isn't it? The thing is with innocent until proven guilty is it's assuming that all women are liars, all victims are liars until it's proven otherwise. And half the time we don't even go to the fucking police. So that's not what innocent until proven guilty is. Innocent until proven guilty is basically saying there is a due process of law that needs to be followed. Otherwise, you can't assume someone is guilty until such time as it's been proven. Because then you, you flip it around, and that means that someone who is innocent could just be accused of something and found guilty. That's what innocent until proven guilty. And for me, I'm saying you shouldn't feel conflicted about supporting someone until such time as their guilt has been established. At that point, you remove it and there's no dichotomy. You've not you've not done anything wrong by supporting them while the presumption of innocence is in place. Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky it's one, isn't that it? Simple, is it? It is that simple. It's the law. If you think someone's been accused of something and you're supporting them because they might not have done it and you know they that it's just assuming innocence it just right it's a lawful thing rather than a emotional thing i I think yeah but chloe if i let's say i accuse you of something right here on this on this um show right something that you haven't done okay would you be accepting of people attacking you for that accusation I'm not saying attacking them. I'm saying I felt it's difficult to support him, to sing his name. That's not the same. But he's innocent at the moment until such time. That's why we have the law. It's to stop us from turning on each other like that. Otherwise, it turns into a free-for-all. It just turns into a situation in which you make an accusation and people then just jump down your throat. I've seen it happen. I've had it happen to me. Rez, I don't think anyone would argue. I think where we need to be careful here is that crimes of a sexual nature are so incredibly sensitive for women, not least of which the, you know, we don't, 
Chloe says, I'll quote her, we, we don't go to the fucking police, is the fact that yeah. sexual crimes are one so difficult to prove. And even then when the the uh, Crown of Prosecution Office say there's enough evidence to bring to bring a criminal uh, uh, charge here, the mm. conviction rates are staggeringly low. Of course, so, absolutely. I don't deny any of those and, things. And, 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 and this is where the, I mean, I'm not arguing with the presumption, mm. the presumption of innocence. I think mm. you know you're both making 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 good points, but I think it's such a dangerous argument because sexual crime is just such a sensitive issue for yes, all women. And, and, absolutely, and, and, and I, I don't deny that. I, mean, I don't I, deny that. No, for I me, for remember me, when not... I was at uni. Hang on, let me finish. Was a yeah. long, long time ago. The yeah. number of females I knew in where we would talk more openly than I think you do in sort of, if I call it civilian life, the number of women that said they had been victims of sexual assault or worse was really staggering. You're so, you're arguing you're arguing the wrong the wrong thing here, Ian. I'm not denying any of that. All yeah. I'm saying is that. An individual should not feel conflicted if they choose to support someone until they're proven guilty. Whether they choose to support them is their choice. Nothing but to do with it. The thing is, it is feeling. Can I just finish the point a second? Can I just finish the point? Can I just finish this point? Yeah. The point is, is that <laughs> I'm uh, in a way I'm sort of being criticised for actually trying to be supportive of someone, which is very annoying. <laughs> but the point is this: it's, it's not criticism, is it? It's, it's just no, opinion. No, no, I, I think all I'm saying, all I'm saying, there's no, there's no reason to feel conflicted. Yeah. If you want to support Batuma while he's under investigation, that's fine. If you don't want to support him, that's also fine. But there is no conflict. It's your, it's still your choice. If you want to go down the idea of that you think he's guilty. I can't stop that. No one can stop that. That's in the head. That's a thought, right? Trying to control that is fascism, but it's exactly the same for innocence as well. So there's no conflict. You don't, you don't. You shouldn't feel conflicted. If you don't want to support him, don't. I'm not saying you should. Well, I can ask you something. Don't it, tear yourself up over it. Do it or don't do it, you know? But it's a feeling. It's not a rational thought, oh, he's, he's not guilty, I'll support him. It's just a feeling of, I feel slightly awkward about this because mm. this is in the back of my mind. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Might, yeah. Of course. It's not like a rational thing. It's yeah. it's probably more of an emotional thing than anything. Absolutely. But I think but, I think you know, my my point was saying don't do it to yourself. You don't you don't have to feel bad about it. You know, you it's it's how you feel. Feelings. You know. Chloe, no, are you happy? Come on, Chloe, are you happy? No, no, no. Oh, no, 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 let's not turn this into an argument. Yeah. I think until until you get into that situation, you don't really know how you'd react. But uh, Chloe, in terms of Mr. K's question, who would you dump onto Spurs from your team? I mean, obviously the obvious answer. I, I guess the question the, is uh, at Brighton, who do you hate the most? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the question. Um. Oh God, that is awkward. See, now I'm just trying to think of like who's someone who never plays. <laughs> See, I really don't know. I, I'm trying to think who's sort of we've got the most backup in that sort of role. You know what? You can have Adam Milana. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, did, I did think you were going to say that after the, the comment about an hour ago that, uh, you know, yeah. But uh, yeah, back, back onto Spurs. Uh, Ian? 
Two yeah. home games for us now yeah. in the league, Southampton, Wolves. Uh, if we play like we did against Brighton, uh, uh, from the off, uh, on the front foot, Sun back, Romero back, uh, new boys getting in on the act, Kane back in the goals. I don't want to tempt fate, but you can only see two wins, but uh, it's never that simple with Spurs. But uh, if we've got any top four ambitions, which we have to because we've got Conte, let's face it. It's got to be six points and anything less is is not good enough. If you're going top four, those are two must-win games. Yeah. The top teams win those games and win them virtually all the time. Liverpool would win them. Chelsea would win them. Man United would win them. Um, Chelsea would win them. I think I've that named there. Any yeah. if if you want to finish top four, that is six points. If it's not it's not six points, we're really not top four. I think we are top four material. Um, I think I think it's between uh, us and United now. After the well, January window, I think there's so much happening at Manchester United that that and a lot of it isn't good. That they will continue to drop points. I'll be really interested how they do do against Burnley, who who never mm. give you an easy game having been dumped out the cup by Middlesbrough. I don't think things are right in that dressing room. And no, I no, hope no, that no. they're going to lose. If they drop points, West Ham are dropping points. Forget Leicester. Arsenal too inconsistent. Wolves just not good enough. You see where I'm going from. That place yeah. is there with all the games in hand. So it has to be six points. And if I'm yeah. on a show next week, Chris, and we haven't taken six points, I'm going to be really disappointed. <laughs> Yeah. I think as well, Rez, we were the only team out of that, that top four race. You, you can cut uh, City, Liverpool, Chelsea away because they're, they're the top three. But the, the teams competing for fourth that were proactive. Arsenal got just dumped a striker just because he's on too much wages, didn't replace yep. him. Manchester United, I, I agree with Ian. And when you've got a manager who's only there for six months, yeah, yeah. that the players who aren't playing aren't going to play for you because, well, what's the point? I don't yeah. know you. You're not here in six months. Yeah. Uh, West Ham didn't do anything. Wolves didn't do anything. Uh, they lost Traore as well. I know they brought someone in to kind of replace yeah. him. But, uh, yeah, l like Ian says, six points. They, they're <laughs> must wins. doesn't matter if it's 1-0 or one shot in the entire game as long as you win. Uh, just mm -hmm. get those six points. I think... Uh... I, yeah, the next two games are vital, absolutely vital. But even before the window, I thought we could take those. Conte's done. He's still. I mean, he's. I think he hasn't won every. Has he won every Premier League game at home since he took over? Or is it he's undefeated? Sure he's no, we played Liverpool, didn't we? We did we play? Yeah, Liverpool? Yeah, 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 two all. Yeah. Two, 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 two Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. So he's won all but one and not lost. Southampton are can be effective can be dangerous but i think we've got enough about ourselves to to see them off uh, and get the points the same with wolves um this is the bread and butter of the league we've got to take those points you know anything less than six points will be a failure you know or a, a bad outcome i think um so with regard um the top four race is a little more complicated. Man United, for all their problems, are still a club, are still a side that can cause major problems. Um, yeah. What what is going on at Man United is just ridiculous, anyway. Yeah, right. This is this is actually still, funnily enough, this is still the fallout from the from the uh, what's it called, the uh, end of the Ferguson era. Mm. Um, totally right. Yeah. Totally yeah. right. They, they no still leadership have... off the pitch, no leadership on it. Absolutely exactly. spot on. 
And so the, the, the weird thing is, is that when they appointed Ralph Ranyek, I thought to myself, they're sort of on a temporary basis. I thought they're setting him up to take over as the sporting director, aren't mm. they? That's what I thought in my head. Um, and if that was the plan originally before they bring in the next permanent manager, it's not going well because these players, they, if they're not playing for him, they still need to play for him when he's sporting director because he mm -hmm. will still hold power of, you know, not life and death, but, you know, uh, Man United career or not Man United career over their heads after the end of this season. So it's either footballers being really stupid mm -hmm. or there's just massive infighting going on. Yeah. And there's You've got Ronaldo kicking up a fuss, haven't you, when uh, mm. uh, he doesn't play? I mean, if you're scoring 40 goals a season, you can maybe yeah. have an argument that I can do that, but he, he's mm. not really hit the ground running apart from a couple one of, of the, games. It's one of there. the biggest mistakes that Man United have mm. made I thought so in as well. years to bring him back. Couldn't because agree with you more again. It, 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 it was only to stop him going from City, wasn't it? It wasn't that yeah. fit, it, fit, it fit us or yeah. whatever. It's to stop him going to the rivals. Yeah. But do you know what? The effect that it's had, the negative effect it's had on Man United was less, well, sorry, it was more than the negative effect it might have had of Man City doing better, right? <laughs> They've actually shot themselves in the foot over, over, uh, over rivalry, which is ridiculous. But uh, it's still, Man United can still constitute a threat. Arsenal are the ones that I think are weakest, but there's still the possibility of West Ham. There's still the possibility of Leicester. Um, you know, maybe they have a spurt that sort of pushes them up the table a little bit. There's also the, I know they're quite low down the table and it's an outside possibility. There's always Villa to keep your eye over your shoulder for as well. Who will get the final top four spot? I think will come down to who has the best luck and in, in the remainder of the season. And who wants it? And who yeah. wants it? You know? Yeah, and who wants it? Yeah, I think so too. I think that will play a part. But you know, luck, luck. I mean, for us, I know we've we might have added to the squad and got rid of some malign influences, but we're only a couple of injuries away from being threadbare again, and yeah. that's a problem. You yeah. know, if, if we get two injuries, whoever it happens to be, that can affect our top four. Arsenal might suddenly go through a little run of form like they used mm -hmm. to do. You know, it's there are so many factors. Ultimately, it will. I think it will be determined by who's luckiest in the circumstances around but, their club for the remainder of the season. But the Conti factor is mm. one big factor, I mm. think, in our yeah, favour. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. definitely. I do. I, I agree with that too. Um, <laughs> and if it wasn't for the fact that our squad was so thin, it'd be like there's no contest here. If we had yeah. say four, three more players or two more players than we got in the window, I'd be saying nah, no problem. It's ours. Um, but yeah. Uh, I think I think it's just the threadbareness of our squad, the possibility of other things happening, just makes it less certain for me. Yeah, I mean, Mr. K, four-one, uh, he predicts Spurs incoming. That's what he predicted for the game on uh, uh, Saturday as well. If Bergwijn had his shooting boots on, he'd have been a very happy man. And Cody Mack has pointed out the obvious that Chloe is holding up the average hair length here. Uh, <laughs> didn't want to say anything, but yeah, know. but it dropped when he came into the comments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that Spurs next two games, uh, Chloe, for you, you've got a, not a week off now, but a week off after our game. You don't play until Saturday away to Watford, uh, who are struggling. I still don't know who their manager is. I uh, can't think. Who's their manager now? Hodgson. Oh, yes, it is, isn't it? Uh, what do you expect for that game for Bright Bryce? And obviously Hodgson is uh, more of a 
defensive minded uh, 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 manager, but he's only been there a little while. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, mean, I don't know if Trossard and McAllister will be back and if you'll be up to full strength again. Uh, what do you expect for your game there? I mean, they should they should be back. Um, we do seem to struggle a little bit against um, teams that sort of set up. They've to got Saar coming um, back as well. So, I don't know. We completely dominated them um, in the when we played them at home this season. Um, I would, I would, I think we need a win um, to sort of bounce back and. Um, I don't really see any reason we can't win it. Um, just hopefully different Brighton turns up to the one that did at the weekend. Yeah, I, I think it will. I think you're a good team. You just had a bit of a bad day. Maybe got surprised by how we turned up and, and we were buoyed by the, the We had our one of our big hitters back, defender back and, and a bit buoyed by a couple of new signings and a few deadwoods out. So, yeah, I expect you to win. Probably not by more than two goals. I think uh, Watford will literally just <laughs> camp back. Are they home in their or away? Uh, it's it, Watford it, at home. Is it Watford? I think Watford, isn't it? Watford at home. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a win. Mm. They've got Saar coming back, but they've been they've been nah, they've been all right away, but not wonderful. That's yeah, I, I, I think it's a good time for you to play them as well with a new manager coming in because it takes a little while for the new manager to. Sort of so we always seem to um, play teams <laughs> just when they get the new manager bounce. I remember um, when we played Villa, they, they just got in Gerard in, and yeah, <laughs> that was not a, not the best game I've been to this season. No, um, are you going? Are you? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I, I think you'll be happy after the game. I can't see Watford beat. I hope Watford go down. I, hope, I really do hope they go down. <laughs> that, that 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 bunch of that bunch of clowns in charge of Watford deserve yeah. nothing better although i would like to see them go down and just the premier league just completely with no explanation deny them their parachute payment <laughs> so they can't buy their way back up again right we'll just see you get in court, would be the words right? yeah i yeah, mean i feel I sorry for the watford fans i really do you know they don't deserve to have those bunch of as I say, clowns running their club. No. Um, but you you know, they really, yeah. yeah, they just got to be put down and stay there until the family leaves, and then they can come back up and 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 fight yeah. for their their place at the at the Premier League. You know that'd be great. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I I think you'll get a win there. It might not be a pretty yeah. game. It might not be a free flowing four 0 win or something like that. But I think you'll get a win and and there's an Ian just a last last bit before we head off uh, very quickly this this was a rumor I saw on Twitter I haven't seen anything official yet but the rumor mm -hmm. is Spurs are up for sale yeah. three yeah. billion pounds 2.3 billion uh, uh value 700 million yeah. debt uh any truth to the rumors do you think and I mean they can be up for sale as much as they want if it's true. It's just if no one's willing to pay three billion pounds, then it's not going to make much difference. Everything, everything is up for sale at the right price. I promise. Exactly. You. Everything exactly. in the world is up for sale at the yeah. right do, price. Yeah. So, yeah. Do, you, um, do you think, Ian, it's uh, just a uh, paper talk and no, no, no uh, um, officialness no, no, about it? No, no I don't. I, th I think that the they that they may feel that particularly they're starting to get a little bit of stick that now might be the time to capitalise on their investment. Um, I don't have any problem with that. I actually posted, you're in our Spurs group chat, as is Rez, 
that uh, I posted that article that I'd read from The Athletic. And whilst it wasn't the, the best written article, um, it, it came up with some interesting things. I mean, first of all, there was the guy, I can't remember his name, from Singapore. Now, YouTube from Spurs Eurasian TV assures me that man is an Arsenal supporter. That's So that's all. <laughs> then there's other links. Then there's other links with a number of uh, people who own American football teams already. Now, I, I commented on our on our chat that that worries me slightly because the idea of someone with an American football team coming in um, or, or with with sporting interests with more interest in the the idea of the you know the London Hotspur as I, I continually call it as a, as the London franchise for the NFL hmm. might have more ambition f for that than they do for the soccer club that, that's playing in the English Premier League. And that's my worry. So possibly we're for sale, but I, this is where I just come in. Be very careful what you wish for, mm. because I know there's a lot of Levy outers. I know there's a lot of um, um, people that don't like the way they run the club. But let me promise you, it can be run a lot worse. And somebody coming in whose ambition is to develop the American football rather than the soccer is not what we're looking for. So sometimes it's better the devil you know. So that's the only caveat I put there. Um, possibly it is for sale. We'll wait and see. I don't think anything has changed. I don't think there has been any change in Spurs' status whatsoever. Mm. Um, Levy, Levy, this idea that... I, I genuinely don't think that Levy has any real intention to sell the majority, a majority. Yeah. They're called Lewis and Levy don't have a thing to sell a majority stake. That's for me encapsulated by the idea that whatever they do, Levy wants to stay on as CEO. God help I us. Um, I, as Ian said, everything is for sale at the right price, right? If someone with more money than sense comes along and says to Daniel Levy, here's three and a half billion, old chap, I'll take that now, they yeah. will sell. I mean, it won't be like that. We've got to, we yeah. do have to understand it won't be a cash sale, right? Ever. Not for a not for a, an organization with 700 million pounds worth of debt. That's not how finances work, right? But just to make it simple, if there was someone who comes along and says, there you go, here's the offer, they will sell. But they are not actively looking to sell. They're not. And there's a reason for that as well, because a three and a half billion pound asset that has long-term turnover that is bigger than its debts is mm -hmm. a going concern and is a valuable thing for an investment portfolio to have on its books. It helps with the investment portfolio altogether, and it also helps the owners of that investment portfolio, especially if it's a privately held investment portfolio, which a large part of Tavistock, Tavistock Group's holdings are. Um, and so it's it really is like having, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an analogy that fits plebs like us um <laughs> it's like owning... i'm an educated man try me I, no we're all plebs ian because we don't <laughs> earn, we don't earn above a certain amount of money right so yeah. until until such time as our earnings are not done by wage slavery we're all plebs um but the the point is that 
it's like if you have a chunk of gold right in your hand right that chunk of gold itself is something that you can make money from if you sell it but you can also um use that chunk of gold to generate income for yourself whilst you're holding on to it either is valuable to you um and that's what spurs and all of any sort of big investment like that is for someone who is in that higher bracket of earnings um they can borrow against the asset um to live a, a luxurious lifestyle or they can sell it at such time if they want to raise capital for something else so i don't think anything's changed i think it's just something let, let the athletic saying let's do a piece on spurs what do we have yeah, yeah. oh we don't do, <laughs> do much investigation let's just drag out the whole for sale thing and rehash something that's why i don't yeah. subscribe um, yeah. but yeah I don't think anything's changed. I really don't. No. In terms of uh, Watford, uh, uh, Brighton, uh, going back, Mr K says, there's no guarantees in the premiership. Any team can knock any other team. Let's be grateful our team has a new mojo. Conte doesn't talk top four hardly. Uh, obviously, top four is our aim, as well as an FA Cup. Uh, Chloe, uh, for Brighton, what's your aim for the rest of the season? Just uh, finish as high as possible? Or do you have eyes on that Europa Conference League spot? Um. Really, I want top half. Um, yeah, top 10 is really sort of what I expect at this stage, I think, with how we've done so far. Um, if we finish sort of just out of it, I wouldn't be too disappointed. Really, all I expected at the start of the season was uh, to do better than we did this yeah. last season. And we, we've well, done I think that you'll definitely do that, I think. Time. Unless you um, have an absolute capitulation uh, towards the end yeah. of the season, you'll definitely do better than you did last season. And it's it, it's progress from Potter after each season and progress from where you were with Hewton as well. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I quite like Brighton as well. Uh, they play good stuff. and Yeah. Yeah. And a good manager as well. But, yeah, we pretty much reached the end. Uh, thanks to Rez. Thanks to Chloe. Thanks to Ian. Uh, just before we go, Rez, uh, Shelfside Spurs, uh, your channel, where can people find that? Not my channel. It's Johnny Einstein's wonderful channel um, that he hosts, and he's not here. Us. You are, so he's it's your channel yes, for, the, uh, for the next two minutes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a whole two minutes to plug. Fantastic, right? <laughs> so, Shelfside Spurs came into existence. No. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, you can find us on Thursdays. Uh, we kick off uh, between seven and seven thirty, and go on, as I said earlier, until the madness dissipates um it's very anarchic it's very eclectic we talk about all sorts of wonderful weird and wonderful things uh whale semen for instance um crops up from time to time um and uh, yeah just come along like and subscribe and i would recommend everyone go and watch uh last thursday's show because we had mickey hazard on and it was absolutely brilliant to watch um him as a spurs fan he's he's a legend um, and we love him, and he gave us two and a half hours of his time when he could have just walked away. You know, we 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 would like go. We hope he stays an hour. We hope he stays an hour. <laughs> and he left two and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, we've also got Gareth coming on, uh, who's on TTB from time to time, um, and we're hoping that he's going to inject a little more insanity. Uh, into into the show um so yeah come and watch us on thursday we'll be talking uh, probably southampton and hopefully celebrating win 
Yeah, excellent. And oh, and you can find that. me on Twitter at that underscore spell. Yeah, uh, yeah. Everybody's Twitter handle is in the description as well as all the channels. And Chloe, uh, Albion Obsessed is your channel. Uh, where can people find that? Oh. Give yourself a little plug. Um, again, not my channel, but um, <laughs> I'm on there quite regularly. The next um, two minutes, it is your channel. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, um, just on um, YouTube, Spotify, all sort of podcasty websites and um, whatever um and we've there's also a, a website as well um where we post articles and stuff so yeah excellent so yeah the, the description i think it's a youtube description is on um uh, uh the description as well as your twitter handle and ian uh no podcast yep. to talk about but i'm i'm assuming yep. your your diary is massively full for the next week of all spares uh, no, it's I try and limit how many I go on as well, but uh, no, um, nothing booked up at the moment. But we will see. Um, you utter, utter trollop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me, me. I prefer media whore, to be honest. I think it just has a, has a certain ring about it. Uh, Excellent, guys. Well, make sure you check in out on whichever uh, channel he's on on any particular day. Make sure you go over to Shelfside Spurs, uh, hit like, hit subscribe there, and go on to uh, Albion Obsessed. Do the same. Uh, before you do that, hit like, hit subscribe here. Really helps the channel to grow nearing the 200 mark at the moment in terms of subscribers. Be great to get to there. Come on. Uh, thanks come for on, watching. Get it up and love. Come on, come on, come yeah. on. Absolutely. Thanks for watching. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can beat uh, uh, Southampton and Wolves and we can really try and cement that top four place. But yeah, we'll be back on Friday with a, a review of the Southampton game and a preview of the Wolves game. Until then, come on, you Spurs. Thank you so much for watching. For everybody who participated in the live chat and added comments, before you go, please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Anybody who couldn't watch the live video, you can still catch us on YouTube. Add any comments, suggestions or questions to the comments section on the video. Anybody who's listened to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anybody who wants the audio-only podcast, you can get this wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at LTalkTottenham, you'll find all the information there. We'll be back soon. We're live Mondays, 8pm, Fridays, half 12, UK time. Until then, come on, you Spurs! <laughs>